You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. So you mentioned them injuries there, mate, where rugby wasn't really at the forefront of my mind. So talk yeah. us through the injuries you've, you've suffered and then how serious you're back one month, so if you, that's okay, mate. Yeah, mate. I mean, as a kid, and I never got injured, ever, 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 ever. And I never really missed a game until I was like, I must have been like 22, 23, mate, something like that. And I was always, um, <clears throat> I was always, um, I wasn't an injured, I was never injured, but the get pulled hamstrings, things like that, mate. And then um, I've had some, I've only had two operations, literally right. only, well, three, if you want to count me back, basically. Yeah. But, uh, one of them was that I ripped all the tendons in my thumb, so I basically was in the field, uh, training, mate, ankle tap, basically, that was it. And cut all the tendons, mate, from my thumb, like literally cut all the inside. I uh, needed an operation straight away to go, um, um, yes, basically, I was out for three, four months, mate. Doing yeah, that. just dead yeah. innocuous. Yeah, mate, it was yeah. horrible, mate. I, was, I looked at like ankle tap, I was like, fuck me, that hurt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I can see me bone, that's not good. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah. <laughs> so that wasn't good. Um, there was another one, uh, da, 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 da. so the other one was shoulder reconstruction. Yeah. So had a shoulder reconstruction. It was Jake Emmett, actually, who did it, bastard. Uh, <laughs> And it was it, it was Lee. I was playing for Bradford at the time, and I was coming across, and I passed the ball, and Jake's hit me off the ball on my shoulder. Didn't think anything of it. I mean, I thought it was just a stinger, mate, at first. Yeah, it didn't go in. It was like, right. what is this? So I got diagnosed. Said, yeah, we'll put your straps up, and we'll have to get your MRI scanned. I had a tear of the labrum, which is basically what keeps your shoulder from dislocating. Yeah. Um, said you're going to need surgery. So I was like, right, okay, can I carry on? Yeah, we'll get the surgery done at the end of the season. Roger that, done. Um, but then my shoulder kept dislocating every single game for like eight weeks. Right. Um, so then I, I had another MRI scan and it was a full tear, like literally was hanging off by a thread. Right. Uh, they said, yeah, you need a lot of surgery. We need to reconstruct your shoulder. Uh, and that was before I went to Warrington. Uh, so it was yeah. like six months um, and then the back one as well, mate. So the back one was was diagnosed literally when I went to Brad, Bradford, uh, and I had a really bad sciatica. Yeah. And so I had a bulging disc. I can't, don't tell me which one it is. And right. I still can't feel now to this day in my lower half of my uh, leg. So I okay. still, it's like, you know, when you're cold and you're trying and you're, and you're getting warm and you've got that numbing sensation. Yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like. So touching right side of my, I've not got any calves anyway, which people will tell you. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't, it just, it just, it's that numbing, numbing pain. Yeah. The pain is just a numbing feeling, mate. Um, will it ever come back that, mate? No, well, it's no. not that since. I've not been injured in six years, mate, because I've, I've literally left the boots in the garage, mate. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, well, so, don't, you can't blame you, can you? Uh, that, I, was, I was supposed to play in a charity game. Well, no, I played, I said, I played in uh, Rock Worlds and um, little uh, testimonial down there. Yeah, yeah. So I did play in that for 10 minutes. And even then, I thought my hamstrings are going done. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, again, I was having epidurals basically every other week. And then they stopped working. And then I went for an operation kind of when I was awake, basically. Yeah, uh, it was to burn the before I had, they were going through different platforms to go right. Um, we'll get you, we don't want to do the operation because again, that's not a quick fix. And if it goes wrong, you're fucked. Yeah, 
Um, so they try to do an operation where it burns the disc from the inside whilst I'm awake. So I did this at Bradford, uh, Leeds actually, I think it was in Leeds, Leeds, Bradford or whatever. It was. Yeah. And come the doctor come in and said, yeah, I've done these a billion times. Please sign this waiver. Um, less than 1% of people get an infection. So I was like, yeah, no worries, mate. I've done these a million times. I've added injections a million times. It's like, yeah. done. So I was on me, obviously on my front and they did what they were doing. I was like to the nurse, you better tell him to fucking stop. I can feel everything you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, tell him or give me some more drugs or whatever. Yeah. But they give me more drugs. And I was like, no, tell him to stop me. I'm in absolute agony. I can feel everything you're doing. Um, and it, they ended up just carrying on. And then it, it obviously it, it finished. Dead sound of him, man, isn't it? I know, mate. I was like, <laughs> mate. it was near me, but it was on my birthday actually as well. It was literally on my birthday. Um, and I remember going Christmas shopping in Liverpool and I was like, I can't move. Like literally my legs are going really, really numb. My back's in bits. And I was taking tramadol at the time as well. Yeah. The next day, mate, I couldn't get out, couldn't get out of bed, couldn't walk. I was passing in and out of consciousness. Um, I was, you know, uh, it was, it was really bad, mate. Really, really yeah. bad. Um, I was in bits, mate. And then we, I couldn't even go, I couldn't even lie for an MRI scan. So they were pumping me full of drugs, this, that, and the other. And they found out, yeah, you've got a back infection. I was like, sound. Less than what? I can't win the lottery, mate. Less than yeah. what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'll get yeah. back infection. That's, you know, literally putting me to tears, mate. That's how bad yeah. it was. I can imagine, um, yeah. So I had to go into hospital, mate, and I had to have intrusive antibiotics through my heart, through my neck. So I had to have like a little um, thing through me that went through my neck into a valve in my heart that was literally pumping my body full of antibiotics for eight weeks. Um, and even then, mate, after that, I had a lot of rehab to try and get me back to strength, get me legs back to strength, get me back, let me back, back to strength, mate. So that was the worst one I had. I didn't think I'd play, mate. I thought, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Well, who wouldn't think that? I know. At least I couldn't walk, mate. I couldn't yeah. walk. It was ridiculous. I've had a, a fractured, uh, small, small fracture in the sternum, but I still played on with that as well, mate. Just I look like Iron Man, mate. Do you know what? I've only ever bruised that and I struggle to breathe. Oh, mate, it's ridiculous. And you've cracked it. Mate, cracked sternum. Ribs as well, mate. Cartilage, mate. You can't, yeah. you can't sneeze in, mate. It was the worst pain ever. Uh, but again, it was the fundamental. It was, again, you, you knew this through rugby league. And of I course you do, yeah playing for the cause, mate, or playing through the team. And yeah. if I could play, you know, I played with broken, not broken ribs, but broken nose and broken fingers, or sorry, dislocated fingers, this, that, and the other. And it's that kind of mentality that every rugby league player has. It's like, you battle through it, 100 billion percent. And, you know, you know, we see these footballers like, you know, the... <laughs> they're all around like they've been they're shot. Around, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But these guys are literally putting their own fingers back into place and carrying on. And, you know, I salute every guy who does it, mate. I think, you know, I do think with it, you know, you grow up with rugby league, you get used to these kind of little niggles, um, you know, and, and it is what it is, it is what it is, mate, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, compared to other people who've had several shoulder reconstructions, I know Lee Mossop's had, I think he's had like 15 surgeries or something stupid. Yeah. So I've had it pretty easy compared to other people. I just... I just got to the point, mate, where I just didn't feel I wasn't happy anymore. Basically, I wasn't yeah. happy with the game uh, through injuries and just through 
I just wasn't, mate. Just I just lost yeah. uh, lost that smile, mate. Which again, if you again you've seen me about seeing me so I, I'm I have, mate. Happy. Yeah, I'm always having a laugh. I'm always happy. I just lost it, mate. Lost that yeah. desire. Well, like you said, that's the right time, then, isn't it, mate? To, to yeah, mate. Again, yeah, mate. Yeah, the, for, for your mental health, for me, mate. I was just, yeah. just lost it, mate. I was I was playing. I was training. Hated training. Hated it, mate. It was just one of them things where I was just like, right, I definitely need to 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 to, to think about the future now. Yeah, when it's a chart to go all that, it's it's a problem, isn't it? Definitely, mate. Yeah. Um, so we'll go back a little bit and and the move to Bradford come about, mate. So right. was it was it a mutual thing with you and Warrington? Because yeah. I imagine it, if if you're from where you're from, yeah. you don't really want to leave, do you? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. And I've spoke to a lot of a lot of the, lot of the lads that have done that through obviously going through Warrington and if maybe uh, even like Harvey Levet for for instance, like he moved to Hull KR from Warrington. It is that one of those things going on, not wanted by my own town club. Yeah, it's a bit shit. It's the best move I ever did. By far, the best move I ever did was go to Bradford. Um, and it's probably the best time in my career as well, mate. Um, yeah. Obviously, I've come through the system through Warrington. I've learned so much from the players that have been there. You know, I was in and out of the team each week. You know, I was, I was playing one week or playing five weeks and then being out for five weeks or two weeks or whatever. Yeah. I wanted that continuity of playing week in, week out. And going to Bradford was the best move I ever did, mate. The best um, best bit of the career I, I, I made, mate, by far. Yeah, another massive club as well. Massive club, mate. Yeah. Again, they, they had the problems off-field. If they didn't have the problems off-field, mate, we'd, we'd, we'd easily been a top six, top four club. Easily. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had the likes of John Bateman, um, you know, Gayla, uh, Whitehead. People like these players now are winning... Like Bateman's, you know, he's cracked Australia. Whitehead's, you know, cracking Australia. Yeah. Uh, Luke Gale, Man of Steel. These kind of players, again, that were at the club, that were amazing. Absolutely unbelievable, mate. And, you know, unfortunately, we had a, a lot of off-field problems, mate, which did yeah. affect our on-field. Unfortunately, it does. Uh, yeah. But the team and, the, and everything that we had, because the mentality, again, we wasn't superstars at that point, or the, the guys that could potentially be superstars wasn't that like Luke Gale... Bateman was still being established. We're a very good player. Whitehead, again, same, same. Yeah. So we had a point to prove, which was really good mentality to have in, in the Super League. And um, I thought we had, you know, the first couple of seasons that we had regarding to the administration and the minus points was was really good, mate, because there was no egos in the team, which was massive. Yeah. Anyone else interested at that time, mate? Um, I did. I mean, basically, Bradford come out. I, I was playing actually. I was playing in under twenty ones and their cup final for the twenty ones, and and then Franny Cummins come and watched. Uh, I felt bad because I literally didn't play for them all year. Yeah. Uh, and then I took someone's spot, so I did feel really, really bad. Um, because they said that well, he's not playing, he's not playing. So I think there was a couple of us made that took a few spots, but right. we ended up winning. We did ended up winning the the. Um, under 21's grand final, which was right. a really good, actually, yeah, really good part of the career. It was at HJ as well. Yeah. Uh, Franny Cummins, mate, rang me saying, mate, we really want you to come down. We want, we, we know your talent. We know how, what you're about. We want you to add to the side. You're going to be, you, you're going to get the four shirt, which was massive. I was like, mate, to get a four, to get a starting shirt in any Super League club is massive. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And, and then it was time to, to, to get what I was learning from other people to try and to be that role model for players coming up. Did you enjoy that, mate? Loved it, mate. I loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved being um, not a role model, but but kind of a mentor to say, right, do this, this, and this. 
and this will help your career kind of thing. And I, I didn't really have that warranty because I had people that I looked up to, basically. Yeah. So it was kind of the roles reversed when I was going to Warren. It was kind of that step up of being that kind of mentor going through the players that are coming up. And, and yeah. still looking up to players, of course, mate. Again, superstars, uh, Chef Walker, Langler, Disco, you know, he, you know, he's won everything. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, still looking at their mentality and, and how they go about things and things as well. So I was still learning, 100%. Uh, but it was nice to give back to the younger players that were coming through the system through Bradford, mate. That's fair enough, mate. So how how did uh, the return home come about, and what what talked you into doing that? Mate, I basically I was I was done, mate. To be honest, my final year at Bradford wasn't the best. I was injured quite a lot, yeah. and I just didn't enjoy it. Did not enjoy at all. Did not enjoy it, uh, and it was that kind of thing. It was like that. That's when I did my shoulder, right. And, and I was, I was, you know, dislocating my shoulder for like eight to eight weeks, you know, just to, to just, just to get on the field. Yeah. And it was that kind of cutthroat. And he says, yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. There's nothing here for you now. I was like, all right. So I'm just literally. All oh, right. Literally like that. Yeah. It was, yeah. Mate. Unfortunately, it was. It's kind of, mate, there's a lot of similarities to what I do now to kind of things, what happens kind of in the military kind of thing is, right? Thank you for your service. Here's a medal. Done, done, done. Go yeah. Do what to do. Um, and that was it with Bradford, mate. Again, no disrespect. Bradford as a was the best club I've been at, mate. It really, yeah. really was for my learning and everything else going forward. Family-wise, it was such a family club, mate. It was so amazing. Yeah. It was like that, mate. It's like, yeah, there's nothing for you here, mate. Good luck for the future. Okay. And then I spoke to... Mate, I was literally going to, going to Australia, mate. I was literally going to a feeder team for... Who was it? St. George, mate. I was going to their feeder team. Um, and I was speaking to Jason Dimitri uh, over it, and literally the contract was set, done. I was flying over to Australia, mate, to, to play for them. I think it was, I forgot what the name was now. I think it was it Mackay, I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then Richie Mavis rang me and said, have you signed for anyone? I was like, no, mate, no. I'm literally just finalising a deal now to go over to Australia. So he said, right, Tony Smith wants to speak to you with uh, Fitzy as well. So I was like, right, okay, that's fine. Um, so I met them at Tesco again. Fucking hell. All my, <laughs> all my fucking contract talks have been yeah, in. Out for a flat white. <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. Are you paying? No, well, I'll have a tap water, mate. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, mate, yeah, met him at Tesco, mate. He was saying, right, we want you to do this, this, and this. And I was like, I was a bit, I was like, right, okay. The money wasn't that good. Uh, but they give me educational money, which is something that I was like, right, okay, I can get my teeth into something, which I already knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. Get into, mate. And yeah, so I, I actually said, yeah. I said, right, okay, I'm back at home, back at a crack of Super League and then go from there. But again, my mentality was really, really wrong in the way that I was going about things. And uh, I didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy my time, mate. I didn't, I yeah. really didn't. Um, and that was my mindset from Bradford, mate. And it wasn't to do with the club. It was just, I was just bored of rugby league. And I was just, I just didn't like the way that I was playing. I didn't like the injuries. And I didn't like the mentality I was going into. And I, and I lost that that mentality as a kid, which I had throughout my career to do better. I just lost it, mate. Yeah. I lost it. And I, and I think everybody has that in the career. It was just like, you know what? I'm done kind of thing. Or... I just couldn't get past it, man. It took me months and months, and mentally it was it was draining, mate. It was really yeah, tough. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's it's totally against 
your yeah. personality and that of what you do you are. Was everyone everyone see me as this happy person still, but deep down mate, I was like, mate, I'm breaking me because I'm hating what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I went through the season a few again, a few bad injuries, well, a few hamstring injuries, uh broken my leg from my last ever game. Um, and yeah, I, I went into the. I, I literally, you know, luckily, Warrington said we'll give you X amount for educational, which I asked for. Yeah. So literally, clever move that. I wonder yeah, how many yeah, people yeah. asked for that. I, I recommend it for people to have it in their contract, mate. I really, yeah. really do. To go, it's nice to have your grand final winning money and stuff like that. Hundred percent, course it is. Uh, but it's also having something where a club may pay for something for. For the future, mate, because again, we're not footballers. We can't, yeah. we can't retire. You know, we can't retire off a, off, you know, a career uh, as a professional. You know, we still have to work. You know, even like your yeah, yeah. cops, your, your sim fields. You know, they might be very, very established and earn a lot of money, but they still have to work, mate. You know what I mean? So that's it. It's why they're coaching, isn't it? And stuff. Exactly, so, mate. Yeah. People have literally hit the highest of the high and still have to work. And even as a kid, sometimes you don't really, you, you just downplay it, mate. So I've still got another 10 years, man. Fine. Yeah. But you don't know what hits you, mate. Injuries, mental, mentally, you, you might not be there anymore. And yeah, so so as soon as I signed that contract, mate, I started doing um, coastal protection, mate. Did all my training, did all my medical licensing as well to go overseas as well, mate. Yeah. So who did you do all the training with, mate? I did it with the company that I run now, which is called the Bankers Training Academy. Yeah. Um, and I did it in Manchester in November 2016. Literally be, literally in the off-season, mate, it was. And, yeah, I literally did my training with them, mate. Um, and then retired a year later, mate. Literally, and then went over to Iraq for two years. Right. So, before we, we rip into your present and your future, mate, was there any background in this sort of thing or...? How no, did it come really. to your attention? Well, I did I did P Company to become a um, parachute, um, to be part of the parachute regiment when yeah. I was 18. Me and Lee Mitchell did it as part of promotion for them, but we had to pass it, basically. Right. Worst fucking six weeks of my life, mate. <laughs> ever, ever. If someone asked me to do it now, I'd be like, no, mate, you're all right. Thank you. Very yeah. There was, there was things that, obviously, we had went through like three or four weeks of training and then two weeks testing. Right. And it was physical, it was full on, mate. Full on, yeah. we didn't get any special treatment. We had to pass to become a para um, to, 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 to do it, mate. And it was fucking horrible, mate. We had to do <laughs> the log run, stretcher runs, 10 milers. The log run, mate, was that bad. I was in tears, mate. It was that bad at the end of it. I had to get four guys to prior, uh, to prize, sorry, the rope from my hands. That's how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's me. I was like, fuck. Uh, but I had a little bit of knowledge. We obviously shot, you know, we, we fired a few weapons, making them safe, making them better. Had a few, um, bit, a bit of knowledge in the industry of that kind of sense of the hostile environment kind of sense of it. Yeah. And I've always been interested in security. So I used to go after school to say, how do we get into being a bodyguard? Um, and he said, you always had to be military, which, which isn't the case, which is right. the case. And as soon as I got that educational money, I went on this course straight away. Right, here's your money, done. A week later, I was on a course. Uh, and it went really well, mate. I loved it. Loved the aspects. And I was still, and whilst I was playing or whilst I was doing bits, I was still in the industry and I was still working in the industry as well whilst I was playing. So it, I just went from there, mate. And I loved it. 
the transition from that from rugby league from the, obviously the planning preparation the sacrifice the determination the um you know the continuity through everything you have to do to get you on the field you know that adrenaline was still there in this job which is which is massive yeah no so talk us through a few a few things that you've you've had to go and work on if if you can mate and yeah, a little bit of detail about that yeah, so basically, again, um, obviously, when I went, when I finished in September uh, 2017, I was in Iraq by November, mate. So, obviously, we were carrying uh, firearms, you know, we, we were we were tooled up. We, uh, obviously, the vests and things like that. And there was yeah. a lot that went into it, a lot of training that went into it as well while we were there. Um, and, yeah, my first mission, again, I think I spoke about this on a, on a number of podcasts, was, mate, I didn't want to stand anywhere. So, my... Clients were bomb disposal experts, and we would go to places of interest where ISIS took a stronghold, made them into bomb factories, or basically were just you know messing up the economy. Yeah, and basically wanted to kill people. Basically, mate. Basically, yeah, that's yeah. The, the fundamental of it. <clears throat> so my clients went, or we took the clients to these places of interest. It was schools, hospitals, factories, this that, and the other, and. The shit, mate. The, honestly, the, the the things that they put together, I just thought they were just an affiliation that's just, just wanted to fuck everybody off, mate. Yeah. But they're not, mate. They are well-equipped and well-structured, mate. Massively. And the things that, you know, the, the devices that they put together, you know, it's unbelievable. There was, there was one they were called a crush wire, and it's basically just one little wire with tiny, tiny little bits of pressure plates. And you remember... As a kid, you did that circuit, and to make a full circuit, the light bulb come on. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it was. So basically, if you obviously step on these these wires or to make the that 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 current live, then that's yeah, a, such they, a pressure pad. That's the pressure pad. Yeah. That's yeah. Obviously, uh, the devices went off, mate. And yeah, mate, uh, mate. The, yeah, some of the devices you just go, what the fuck? You know, we've had trip wires that we've not seen. We've had a daisy chain of mines. That I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Madness. And you know, unfortunately, I lost a client. I lost one of my mates actually to to an explosive. To uh, yeah, he, he literally was doing his job, and unfortunately, it went off. You know, so unfortunately, yeah, it went off, and you know, instantly, you know, got killed by an explosive yeah. device. Sorry about that, mate. No, mate. Again, yeah. I've, to, I've spoke about it on a number of. Um, because he was my he was my client for two years, mate. Yeah. Uh, it was when I was on leave when I found out. Uh, one of the lads said he he's, he's just been he's just been killed basically. Right. Um, so yeah, it was horrible, mate. Again, I actually didn't even want to speak to people. Didn't want to yeah. speak to family. Just wanted to get back out there, basically, mate. To be honest, yeah. with you. did it fire you up more than it not really, off, sort not, of thing? Not really. It just made me oh. realise that this job is very very. It's like that. I knew it was serious anyway, because we, we you know we've had not close calls, but we have threats every day, mate. Every single day we have threat in, uh, investigations, oh, sorry, threat assessments, or we have intel that comes in, right? Okay, there's a suicide bomber on the loose, there's a sniper on the loose, yeah. this that, the loose, or, or basically that's what's happening. So it was a daily it was a daily occurrence, mate. A daily right. occurrence. Uh, but to actually physically lose one of your mates that you went to the gym with every day, you went with every day for the past two years was, you know, literally was family, mate. And yeah. difficult to take at that time. Uh, now it's, you know, two years on past his death, mate, is, you know, it's, it's, 
is something that I'll never forget. You know, never, never will forget. So, you know, yeah. we have memorial bracelets. Yeah. I wear each every each and every day, or at least have with me, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do remember him uh, massively, and and again, I've never lost anyone to that kind of, um, you know, in that kind of manner, in that kind of way. So, you know, yeah, it was it was tough at the time, mate, massively, but yeah. uh, still got on with our jobs. Again, um, you know, we still you know still speak about him. We still you know have a beer every now uh, with the guys that we're really close with him. Yeah. Um, and just me, it's, it's you know, it is what it is now, and I've got to that mindset. You know, it is. Unfortunately, it is in this industry, mate. It is what it is. Yeah, no doubt. So, how, how have you found the teaching side of it then, mate? Mate, loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'm on a 100% pass mark this year. So, yeah. the first year of teaching, and not one of my students has failed, which I'm massively... is a big achievement. Yeah, you should uh, be proud, mate. And, 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 yeah, and again, it's that kind of thing, right? That's done. What else kind of thing? Yeah. Same with what you say with the... I under I underdo it, but again, it could have been better. <laughs> you know, like, uh, and it, yeah, it could have been hundred percent. We could have had a better year, hundred yeah. percent. Um, but yeah, I love it, mate. I love even I love. I mean, I love speaking to people. I love meeting new people. I love learning off new people, and even people that come and do our course, and I'm still learning off them because their life in the security industry or in the, or police or or military. Again, it's good to learn off them, mate. You know. What yeah, I mean? of course it is. Um, I've loved it, mate. Absolutely loved it. It has been stressful at times. Um, but again, there's a lot of theory that goes into our courses, mate. People, even I, when I did these courses, it was like, um, I'm just going to be standing next to someone just, you know, ordering the food for the next three weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's yeah. a lot of law and legislation that we need to know, planning preparation, how to work as a close protection officer, uh, technical surveillance countermeasures, the surveillance size, threat and risk assessments, profiling, so being that you know that vigilant mindset, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's true. People say to me, they said like, it can't be that bad. By three weeks, mate, you're fucked. Yeah, mate. Everyone yeah, hates you. Your head's burning. Oh, your head's gone, mate. Yeah, head's yeah. Gone, mate. And we've literally just had a few rugby lads on it who wanted to to do it as well. So we had Jazz Summit, Greg Worthington, and Andrew Henderson as well. Yeah, which was massive, and they loved it. Absolutely loved it, mate. It was really, really good, and they passed. They all passed, mate, with flying colours. Yeah, good stuff. So, what are, what are your, your Twitter handles for for that? If people want to look into it and inquire, mate. Well, we do have yeah. So we have the the Vanquish group on on Twitter. Um, yeah. We have Twitter and Instagram. We obviously, mine's Matty Blythe eighty eight. Yeah. Um, I have more unfollowers than followers these days. <laughs> <laughs> I have more people unfollow me on a daily basis that follow me, which is fine. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate. Again, the Vanquish Training Academy is where. The twenty-one day course is something that you get to work for us as well. So, and we go for an interviewing process. We don't just go right, okay, you're on our books because we want to make sure we get the right people on our courses, mate. Of course, uh, you do. Work for us. I mean, we do have a separate course that people can just book on. Yeah, it's like a fifteen-day course, but the twenty-one day course is something that we get to people get to work for us, mate, which is massive, uh, which is really good, mate, because we've got a lot, a lot of work at the minute, which is really, really good. Yeah. Just a quick reminder that Boy Del Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Egging. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Egging, you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount. 
You've been listening to Trot the Egging. Thanks to our sponsors by Dell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Egging and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.